and his health and well-being with Lisa Picton filling in for Peter Mullen this week. Now, Lisa, let's let's take a, a typical scenario. It's a nice spring day. The sun is out. A little bit of a breeze. You're walking outside, and you get the sniffles. You get the sneezes. It's the onset of hay fever. It's the it's the dreaded thing for my, for at least one in seven of us, isn't it? It is. Though. That's the latest stats. That's big stats. That's one a, in seven people. A lot of people. I think I count for about three of those in my suburb. <laughs> I, I seem to get it about 18 months of the year. Look, it, it's, it's a dreaded thing. Can you take us through what actually is happening uh, to give us hay fever? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you just said, you get it 18 months of the year. It's a big time. It's a lot of time. So, yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately, some people do suffer, you know, right through the year. Other people suffer seasonally. So, you know, we have spring coming on, pollens in the air, changes. Um, Some people just suffer when they go on holidays. You know, you've waited all year for your holiday. Change that environment. That's cruel, isn't it? That's nasty. Mm. So, um, yeah, so there's quite a few different things. Um, Triggers for... um, the hay fever, sneezing, itchy eyes, watery eyes, you know, runny nose. Uh, so basically, like, people can take antihistamines and things like that to, um, to help stop these symptoms. I'd like to talk today about natural alternatives for, um, for hay fever. And we certainly will go through some of those alternatives uh, to, to what you possibly may be used to. So what's going on behind the scenes? What, you mentioned the triggers. They just get into our system. What is our body thinking is happening to cause the reactions that we know? Yeah, yeah. Our body is actually, or our immune system's going into overdrive. So um, when we come in contact with um, allergens or pathogens in the environment that, um, that our body doesn't recognise, it inflames our immune system and causes an inflammatory response through the body and gives us these um, sneezing, profuse mucus, trying to get rid of these antibodies from the, the system. So um, even to the, to the point where if you're, um, you, you know, you've got your, your beloved pet and you, you love having mm. a little bit of a cuddle and you start having your hay fever and sneezing um, with that reaction, uh, yeah, it's a bit tough being allergic to, to, your, to your, your pet, isn't your it? your favourite little furry friend. <laughs> At least yeah. it doesn't happen with people so much. So why is it that some of us uh, are triggered by these things and some of us are not? Yeah, so um, it can just be um, a, a point of how sensitive your immune system is. Um, it can be how well you are too. So it doesn't all have to be environmental and um, airborne. We can uh, actually produce these symptoms or run our system down through stress. Stress is huge, huge impact on um, most areas of our body, organs and, um, and sim- like systems in the body. Um, and food, dietary triggers can um, also affect us. So how well we deal with things, how healthy we are going into the seasons, if it's seasonal, um, makes a big difference to how we react. Some people are just so lucky. Cast that's, iron that's guts, the, That's the no six problems. in seven people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we hate those people. <laughs> we don't really. So I guess there is a little bit of good news in there that it, it, even though something's the way it is at the moment, you can sort of do some things that change that. Like you said, it, it, yes, it's seasonal, but sometimes food and stress levels play a part. So I think there's a bit of a silver lining there that things can change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, getting to the, the root cause of your triggers, finding what your triggers are, looking at your gut health. Um, in particular, um, it makes a massive difference for how your body will actually deal with um, allergens and pathogens. Which, mm. is, which is some good news. We'll come back in a moment, Lisa, and talk about some of the natural ways to combat the symptoms of hay fever. To NURFM, as we continue with health and well-being, oh, for the holidaying Peter Mullen, it's uh, Lisa Picton. He's, he's got a good run, hasn't he? He's in a barley at the moment, sitting on a beach somewhere, Lisa. Oh, sunning himself, I'm sure, drinking those kombucha cocktails. 
you took a while to say that, but <laughs> hopefully you got it right. Peter will correct you and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll come back with all sorts of tales next week, I'm sure. Yeah. Hay fever is what we're talking about this particular week, uh, we, for those of us who do suffer with it. Um, one of the first things you recommend that we do is if we want to stay away from the antihistamines and the traditional pharmacy route is have a gut, gut health assessment. So can you take us through what that may look like? Yes, yeah, certainly. So when, we, um, when we're looking at overall health, um, there's so much information out there now that, you know, um, disease manifest, manifests in the gut. Um, our immune system, 80% of our immune system sits in the gut. So when we're looking at assessing our gut health, we're looking at the total digestion, really. So what we're eating, um, how it's digesting through the body, what we're actually absorbing through the gut and any um, side effects that we might have, which could be things like irritable bowel, constipation, diarrhea, leaky gut, those sort of things. So um, correcting, getting in and correcting the gut is probably one of the first places that we'd look at, especially from a naturopathic point of view. Mm. And what are some of the things you find, particularly in terms of hay fever at least, what you find when you get in and do those assessments? Uh, yeah, definitely we'll, we'll often find that there is um, there might be like underactive enzyme um, you know, output into in the, the, the stomach itself, so food's not being broken down properly. Um, there can be, like I was talking about, a bit of leaky gut or irritation of the gut wall where um, we, we don't actually absorb our nutrients properly or we absorb the wrong things into the bloodstream, causing the inflammation throughout the body. So correcting the whole gut lining and, and, um, and correcting the whole digestive, what goes in, what goes out. Um, so, yeah. so once you've had a look through all of that, um, you're also recommending being tested for food intolerance because there are some foods, believe it or not, Lisa, you were telling me earlier, that can actually contribute to hay fever and one that you've just shot me down with, <laughs> my beloved bananas. I, I, you're telling me, look, you suffer with hay fever, Mark, and if you, you just can't have the mashed banana on toast if you... <laughs> So you, you've shot me. Oh, I know, I know. Bananas, are, they're, they're, they're pure gold. Like, they're, they're a great little energy packet, um, you know, on the run, take with you. We, we love our bananas. But if you do have a bit of, like, um, catarrh or, or, or congestion, mucus build up in, in the back of the throat, in the nose, they can actually attribute to thickening that mucus. So, so that's the time to give them a miss. Yeah, just okay. for that period in time, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and obviously avoiding some of the triggers that will also set you off on hay fever as well. Yeah, so one of the big ones that we find um, uh, with our, our patients, taking them off dairy first up is, is one of the, the massive um, changes that we can have. Um, dairy is quite high um, in allergens for certain people and, um, and if you do have a bit of a trigger with that, it will again attribute to thickening that mucus. And So what is it with the dairy and milk products that actually contribute to it? What is it that's going on when we have a glass of milk or uh, five or six bowls of ice cream that give us those... <laughs> problems? Yeah, so um, there's a few things in dairy. A lot of people can be lactose in, intolerant, which um, which causes, you know, side effects with um, dige digestion, again, with, um, you know, constipation, diarrhea in particular. Um, but there's also the um, the proteins um, in dairy. So casein is quite a large protein molecule that we can actually find quite hard to break down. Um, so that can attribute um, to um, our digestive problems as well. And just uh, the, the milk itself, um, you know, not baby cows, so um, it, it is. You know, we do need to digest um, and absorb nutrients. So if we're we're not digesting properly, then that can just flare our. That's almost an, up. that's almost another entire discussion, isn't yes, it? Yes. Milk should we should we not? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it kind Only, of is. You know, in this in this time, if you have got mucus, I'd I'd avoid it. 
Yeah. Okay. Anything else you feel we, we should be avoiding uh, before we get on to some other things? Yeah. So if you um, if you know your environmental triggers, um, obviously like things like taking the kids to the park, you don't want to miss out on that. If you know that's a trigger, then we can actually help naturally to desensitise the body or to um, you know prepare your body so you can enjoy these outings. So how do we go about desensitising to, to some of these environmental factors? Yeah, so um, uh, with um, the natural therapies, um, like uh, I do understand that there is a place for antihistamines and pseudos and, you know, your, your decongestant nasal sprays. I don't recommend any of those long term. Um, so when we're looking at natural um, remedies and desensitising the system, where they might give you an immediate relief, they're not doing anything for your immune system. They're not doing anything to um, help balance your, your system out. Where your natural products, we can switch off these histamine reactions causing your um, runny nose and your sneezing, things like that, without um, having you know, the detrimental side effects that long-term decongestant nasal sprays can have. Okay, so we might come back and have a look at some of those natural alternatives uh, yeah. in a moment as well. To NURFM as we continue with health and well-being. Of course, today, Lisa filling in for Peter Mullen. And Marjorie, you would like to talk to Lisa today. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Marjorie. Um, I get um, itchy patches on my legs and arms. They start off as a small red lump. And then if I, yeah, like, um, then they sort of grow a little bit, never more than... I know about the same size as your fingernail, but they are very itchy. Okay, so often what we find with this, um, with um, any sort of skin allergies or um, eczema, dermatitis, uh, again we we go back and look from um, a, a starting point with the gut, finding out obviously like what triggers. So if your environmental triggers are walking through long grass and that's causing it, trying to avoid that while we look at healing your um, digestive system and healing the skin. Um, so unfortunately it is a, um, an immune response and it does um, pose like a, an inflammatory condition throughout the system. Um, mm. And you'll tend to probably find that those um, itchy patches will keep popping up in that same place each time you have a flare-up. Um, so again, stress um, can probably uh, have a bit of an impact and, and, and be making that worse for you. Looking at, um, from a digestive point of view, the first thing I'd look at is um, your, your gut microbiome. So looking at probiotics, there's a specific um, probiotic, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, which is known as your LGG um, strain of probiotic. And that's really specific for things like ITC conditions, so these inflammatory conditions. So mm. um, when it comes to eczema, asthma, sinusitis, hay fever that we're talking about today, um, that is probably the first... Um, uh, area that I'd look at, looking at dietary triggers, making sure that you don't have um, food intolerances that could be attributing to the them flaring up and keeping keeping them going for the long periods. And definitely, like we look at um, herbal formulas, quite passionate about my herbs. I, I, do, do, I do. I'm looking forward to talking about them. But um, yeah, we do have herbs that um, do actually have antihistamine action on the body. So um, using these internally and also Topically, we can make them up in um, in creams, in moisturisers. So uh, that's probably where I'd, I'd be looking at starting for you. Oh, good. Um, also, I was interested in the um, you're talking about the sinus, and um, this is the first year I ha I haven't had um, problems. But I changed over to almond milk last year. Oh, amazing, <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Yeah. 
Glad, glad you've made the change there uh, this afternoon, Marjorie. And see, that's what well, you're talking about. You were talking about early Lisa removing dairy. She's put the almond milk in. Yeah, nice so, way about it. Yeah, very nice. I, I did that a few years ago, but with oat milk. And of course, I, I found this flavour I like, this brand I like. And wouldn't you know it, they discontinued it. Oh, always way. It is always, always the way. Look, way. back on hay fever for a quick moment. Now, there are some herbal alternatives you'd like to mention quickly on this as well. Yeah, like I was saying, um, the, certain strains of probiotics, um, there's a lot of research in probiotics and gut microbiome these days. So getting the right probiotic for, for your condition would be um, one of the first protocols. Then also things like, um, you know, our good old vitamin C. I mean, it's amazing. So um, at some um stages throughout the year when you do have a bit of a flare-up, you can increase your vitamin C intake to body tolerance and, um, and that actually works again as a natural antihistamine, stopping that histamine reaction. So some great advice there and a few things that we can do to try and turn it all around. And even Marjorie chimed, Marjorie chimed in with the almond milk as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so definitely. Thank you, uh, Lisa. Just very quickly, some uh, next talks that are coming up uh, for Mullen Health. Okay, so um, we do have um, in September our Healthy Habits Challenge information um, talk, so that'll be out at Charlestown. Uh, and that, um, that the Healthy Habits, sorry, that is coming up on, in um, September is something that everyone can get on board with. Um, we do it every year. It's an amazing, amazing event. Um, and you just jump online, uh, download the booklet, lots of information. So we've got information on... Um, food prepping and uh, menus, meal foods. So. Oh, it sounds very yeah. nice. Look yeah. at all the details at mullenhealth.com.au. And, of course, next week uh, Peter will be back talking about the benefits of green tea for weight loss uh, and probably his trip to Bali as well. Lisa, thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit about hay fever with us this afternoon. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You, you got through it. You didn't seem too nervous. No, no, it seemed pretty cool. Just a little bit. Oh, we might bump <laughs> Peter and have you back. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.